Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. Oh my gosh. I, we just... like. I, my guest and I just had this amazing, extraordinary conversation, small world story, like an impossible small world story. And uh, we've already like had an entire interview before we even hit record. And I can't wait for you guys to meet him. His name is Ryan Hogan. He's the co-founder and CEO of Hunt a Killer. You guys are going to be blown away, no pun intended, by uh, what Ryan and team have done. Ryan, it is so awesome having you on the podcast, dude. So great having you here. Awesome. Yes. I'm Thanks so for having excited. me, Justin. Appreciate oh, it. God, I mean, I couldn't even believe it. You know, I, um, for those that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll remember we actually did an episode um, on when Monique and I went out to uh, a Navy ship out in San Diego. Um, that episode was called Leaders to See. Go back and check that out. We, <laughs> Ryan and I um, just talked about his experience in the Navy, as an experience as a Navy officer, and discovered we have like all these <laughs> contacts in common um, through that one experience. And wow, I mean, just small world. So um, anyway, so Ryan, it's so great having you here. You've you've got this amazing company going, um, and I can't wait to unpack this. So let's jump in. So you're in the Navy, right? And you're serving the Navy. You're still, I think you're a Navy Reserve still. And then five years ago, you guys were having like, I guess, a yearly game. And that was the impetus for this company, Hunt a Killer. So talk about how this all started. Yeah, so it's, uh, I, I mean, it really goes back to, probably 2008, but the, the short version is this, um, 2016, I, I called up my buddy, uh, Derek Smith. And I was like, Hey, you know, we've got this background in, in immersive entertainment and, and creating live events and experiences. Um, you know, why don't, why don't we try to do this again? And so, um, what we did was across the industry for different types of experiences that people were gravitating towards. So sure. 2016, you've got escape rooms and interactive theater and, um, adventure races, and so we said, well, what if we combined these three things and then kind of layered it or skinned it with, with a, a relevant uh, or emerging genre? And so uh, if you think back to, to those days, you've sure. you got all these podcasts, true crime podcasts <laughs> that are just right. coming up out of nowhere, millions of downloads and creating these, these pockets, these small, these small niche communities. Um, and so that's what we did. We the Hunt the Killer V1 was where we transformed a 200-acre campground into a living crime scene. Oh my gosh! Um, and uh, and yeah, it was it was a crazy it was a crazy time, and we we sold out the event. We brought a whole bunch of people down. Um, and the the problem is, it just didn't scale. Right. And so, you know, the the game design and 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 you know everything that we put into this from a uh, using the terrain and the features and the cabins and the lake. And like, it just, we couldn't take that and just put it over top of a, of a different venue. So we said, well, what type of, you know, we found product market fit, what type of, of business model would allow us to distribute this type of experience and this type of community and connection globally. Sure. And that's when uh, two weeks after the first event, we, we said, we're going to get into the, the subscription box business, or we're going to use the subscription box business model to you know, accelerate the scale or growth of this platform. And, and that's what we did. And uh, you know, Hunt the Killer today is this, this immersive murder mystery that's, that's shipped to your doorstep each month. It's got clues, items, correspondence, all these physical items that 
you know, you can touch and feel and, and work your way through a case. <laughs> so, okay, that is amazing. So let's talk about, so the original idea though, when you said you, you had this, what, 200 acre location, so how did it work? So you would sell tickets to this or like, like literally what would be the experience like? Yeah, so we launched it, uh, we came up with the idea late 2015, and then we said, you know what, we're going to do this, and we committed somewhere around the beginning of 2016. Got it. And so we set our date, the date was October 1 of 2016, we got the venue, um, we had the idea, the concept, and all we did was we launched a website, and we said, this is what the amazing experience is going to be, um, and it was just for teams of six, and so okay. I think it was... Like the packages we had were were anywhere from six hundred to a thousand dollars for a team of six, um, and Derek, the the brilliant creator, creative guy, sure, um, you know, really started to think about how to put this game design together and how to how to unravel a story through through kind of this immersive storytelling or really kind of put participants inside of this universe. Um, and then that was that was it. We started selling tickets, and and he started designing the game, and uh, and we spent about eight months doing both till October first. That's so crazy. So then, how did how did people hear about it? Like, how did you market it? Because it didn't exist before, right? I mean, you went from zero to sellout. So, like, was it word of mouth, or was it kind of friends and family initially? It was definitely word of mouth, and you know, it's interesting when you talk about friends and family because this is one thing that I, that I get a lot. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot of business ideas or a lot sure. of different different things that I that I wanted to do, and the 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 reality is is that any any business that I've launched that had real genuine traction, we could never identify the first or second purchase uh, back to like friends or family. Got it. And, and that's when we really knew. And 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 we use the same thing here, which is you know we we create a Facebook page, we create a Facebook event, and and started using some of those paid advertising channels to, um, uh, to market the event and the people that were drawn towards it and the people that started kind of that word of mouth that was generating inside of those, um, those communities, uh, for those podcasts, like that's what really kind of drove the growth of the event. Got it. Interesting. So you start off, um, with this kind of in live in-person event, and then you decide to move to subscription box, but did you know the subscription box business or was that something you guys had to figure out and how to like create product for that? We definitely had to create create product for that. You know, from a from a business model standpoint, um, you know, subscription revenue is great, and Absolutely. it's one of those things where you know you can you can figure out how much you expect to come in each month, and it's just it's a really great type of business model. From a product standpoint, we had no idea because, like you know, we are not a subscription box company. Still to this day, we just use events and we use um, physical deliveries as a as a means. Um, to be able to distribute our immersive stories. And so like what we had to learn very quick was not so much about like the, the mechanics of the business model. We had to learn more the mechanics of the storytelling right. to be able to deliver these, these experiences. And so that's what really took the work. Um, and again, kind of going back to Derek on this yeah. one, um, we had one writer full-time and we had Derek. So there was, there was two people very early days trying to figure out, okay, like, well, if I send this clue and this item and this autopsy report along with these crime scene photos, will our participants figure out what it all means? Right. That's fascinating. So I was going to say the, the biggest part of this would be like cr creating enough content or getting ahead of content so that you could be distributing that regularly, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting about what you just said, especially about the, especially about the getting ahead of things um, is the fact that it, it was 
we were writing these stories and figuring out the items like a week before, <laughs> before the, the actual going package out. would ship. I bet. Yeah. Like, I mean, today, what's great about today is today, you know, we've got uh, probably about an entire year's worth of content already right. built and we're already working on like 2021 initiatives. Totally. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like then we were just figuring it out. We were figuring out weeks before the boxes ship. Wow. Now you've the uh, you've grown over time. I think you what you initially had, and I was doing my research back 2016. You had 47 members, quote unquote, and now what over 55,000 active members, and these are subscribers, right? I mean, wow. I mean, it's just explosive growth. Yeah. No. T- today we were actually right around 100,000 active <laughs> wow. subscribers. My and, data's outdated. Um, <laughs> We're, it changes every day. I promise you. That's great. It's, it's it's really interesting how you know how fast this whole thing has grown, and um, you know we we just got done celebrating that that we were number six on the the fastest growing company um, in the U.S. Like. We're, we're really excited by this kind of acceleration towards our vision. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and so much fun to be a part of a growing brand. So how much growth do you still see in like the original program versus some... I noticed you've, you've now started adding other like empty faces and whatnot on top of that. So what does that look like in terms of growth? Yeah, we've certainly been testing out um, a, a few ways to be able to really expand the market, and, and how do we get beyond the, the the murder mystery and really start tapping into you know science fiction and horror sure. and things like that. Um, and the future of Hunt the Killer is really kind of three different um, three different things. The, the first is we have a retail distribution strategy that we created back in 2019. Um, and really didn't know what to expect, but we launched it at the New York Toy Fair oh, in yeah. January. I, I spent time uh, there this year. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, and we didn't know what to expect, but but we're actually going to be in Target stores uh, starting October fourth. So we were able to get some great accounts from the New York Toy Fair, and now um, we have distribution partners: Target, Amazon. Um, we're working on a few others, but but they will be carrying our game in stores. Um, and kind of this one-time retail experience. We've got the, the membership, and that's kind of what you were, you were alluding to, which is um, you know, some of these different things we've been trying to get in, um, into. And we've got this new subscription that's launching. Actually, it, it sort of launched yesterday, and I can't talk too much about the details because sure. it's still embargoed, but we have a, a partnership with a, um, a, a major uh, media studio or entertainment studio um, and we're using uh, some of their intellectual property to to create a secondary Hunt the Killer subscription. Wow. Um, and then some of the other stuff, like, you know, we have great stories and, and we're finding different, you know, books and movies and, and finding different things to do with that. Um, and then we've got this great kind of digital um, strategy that, that really takes us from, you know, where we are today to, to our billion dollar goal. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Toy Fair, we've talked about it a couple of times on previous podcasts, a great, um, I'd say environment, unbelievable <laughs> environment, actually almost overwhelming, um, with the number of companies there and new toys, old toys, new things related to toys, games, etc. Um, and it really gives you an opportunity to expose, uh, your product to retailers, uh, large and small, as well as like other game makers, uh, distributors, et cetera. A really great program for those out there kind of launching in this space or building products in this space. It's almost a must do. Um, 
so so talk about then in terms of where you are today and and, and you know COVID hits the last six to eight months. It seems like for you guys this might have been a good thing. Like if you and if you think about it, I I laugh. We were talking last week. We we kind of got Toy Fair in just in time this year. If you think about it, because I mean right after that things really shut down in New York. Yeah, I mean that that's really what we look at is is we were when we were at Toy Fair, you know, Javits Center, right? Uh, the the New York Convention Center was February two weeks before being transformed into, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was two weeks. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and you know, so I, I I certainly agree with you. And and the interesting part is from an acceleration standpoint, um, this this really starts to validate our our vision. Like you know, sure. what we're trying to do is. Um, connect the world through immersive experiences, which is really about providing that escapism, um, providing that connection, and, and being able to do all of those things from the comfort of your own home. And so when you really think about, um, you know, the fact that we've got millions of people who are, who are quarantining right now um, and, and who cannot leave their homes, like we just were so excited to be able to bring them something that, that they can do under these, these terrible totally. circumstances. And so um, it's certainly accelerating towards our vision. Yeah, it's amazing. You talked about your um, co-founder Derek Smith. How have you guys managed things together? In other words, like, is he does he own these couple of things and you own these other couple of things? Or you know, like, how do you guys partner? What works about your partnership? Yeah, so we we've kind of outgrown outgrown kind of that standard co-founder relationship. Sure. I've known Derek since third grade now. <laughs> um, really, nice. just my my Got it. best friend. We we've, we've been through many ups and many downs, um, highest to highs, lowest lows, you know, t- today hunt the killer is really set up. I-, I hate to get into like that corporate type of, yeah, type that's of fair. speak, but like, you know, today we, we very much have a, a standard org chart and we, we've got a leadership team and we've got chief product officer, chief marketing officer. Um, and so Derek and I are still very much connected. We talk, um, if not daily, then, you know, every other day, and we're certainly sending each other texts. Um, but our roles within the organization are, are, are very different at this point. And, sure. um, you know, we just, we make sure we don't lose touch personally throughout this. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, so, you know, looking back over, I mean, you've, you, this has blown up over just a couple of years, really, right? What, what have been two or three of the biggest lessons learned that you'd share with some of the other entrepreneurs out there listening to the podcast? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the first the first thing is, and this is this is a, a topic that's that's certainly discussed widely, but you know, doing things that don't scale and and really leaning in on minimal viable product. Like, you know, I, I think all too often we get lost in these ideas and we get lost in these businesses and we want to put plans together. The reality is is that is that you need to ship something, and once you ship it, you need to to collect that feedback and understand, um, you know, what needs to change, what features needed to be added, things like that. So. You know, you look at Hunt the Killer today, and it's gone through 200, 300, 400 massive iterations to sure. get to the point. And, and that's, that's really been like the biggest lesson is, is, one, make sure whatever idea, brilliant idea you have is, is going to sell. Um, <laughs> and once it does start selling, then you need to, to quickly iterate because I promise you um, it, it's going to need a lot of work. And then the second thing that um, – and this was probably more from other failures that, that I've had um, – but Getting the right team in place, like there's nothing more important in an organization than, than getting the right people into the right seats. Um, you know, and that starts with with being able to clearly identify and articulate what those seats are, and, and that's everything from the responsibilities to the KPIs, um, and then really going out to market and finding the absolute world class best talent. Um, you know, that can fill those seats. So. 
you know, those have been, you know, constant iteration and finding the right people, constant iteration of products and finding the right people to do the right jobs has been kind of the key to our success thus far. That's awesome. And, you know, <clears throat> we talked about your background in the Navy. How has your military experience played into this? Has it been helpful or has it been kind of a, I mean, like, what does that look like? How, how have you seen that come to life? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of both. And, and it's more helpful than it is hurtful. I mean, where, where helpful really comes from is resiliency. Sure. And, you know, there, there's one thing in the military that, that is kind of ingrained into us in day one, and that's just, that's winning, right? We're going to win it at all costs. We're going to win it what we do. And we may, we may be faced with adversity. We may be faced with challenges. We may be faced with failure. Um, but, but there isn't a, a, an actual failure until you, until you give up. Um, you know, and, and that's really, that's really been a, a big attribute or something that I've carried with me from military to, to civilian is like, you know, we may stumble, we may fall, um, we may break some bones along the way, but, but we're not going to give up. Sure. And then the, the second thing, and this is, this is uh, probably a little bit more harmful than, than, than helpful is, uh, is redundancy. You know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable without the, the plans in place. In the military, when something fails, there's typically seven other plans or, or redundancies that, that are going to catch you as you fall. The, the problem is, is, is in the startup world, if, if, you are, if you are investing all of your resources into building these plans and articulating, you know, a thousand contingencies, then you're, you're not growing the business. And so you really just have to be comfortable uh, being uncomfortable with the unknowns and, and navigating as, as things come at you. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Um, it's been so great, uh, learning and, and from you and, and hearing your story, share with our audience where they can find you and your company and your products and whatnot. Yeah, sure. So you can find Hunt a Killer at, at huntakiller.com, H-U-N-T-A-K-I-L-L-E-R.com. Um, and, and I'm always happy to connect with people. I'm at, I'm on LinkedIn, um, and, and Twitter. And I, I don't, I think those are the only two platforms, but it's just, uh, Ryan E. Hogan is the, um, uh, are the, uh, handle? the, the handles. Nice. That's awesome. Well, Ryan, it's been so great having you on. Uh, we absolutely will have you back on, uh, as you continue to grow the business and, and move towards the goal. And, um, and it's been so great meeting you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. Appreciate it. The contender cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by contender brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.